All right, welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, new members and returning members to Conservative Patriot Nation. Today we have a very special doctor here, Dr. Flynn. Um, it's an honor and a blessing to have him on here in a time where we know that information is being hidden and suppressed, where there, there's a lot of truthers out here that are true patriots. And uh, Dr. Flynn, I just want to let you know that you guys are definitely supported by us we what you guys are doing is not it's not going unnoticed and uh we really you. support you and appreciate what you guys do thank you very much that means a lot to me most definitely i mean having doctors come out and just giving us truth it's it's bringing so much hope and so much joy you know and learning of the therapeutics that are being hitting from the public right now. And so many people are frantically afraid and, and scared. And it, it's just a blessing to have godly doctors like yourself and, and a lot of others. Yeah. It's, it's more needed than ever in history of my 22 year career that uh, we need people to stand up and, and, and speak out because um, there's a lot of good doctors that just need to start to have a voice because when good people do nothing that's the only time that evil can prevail so um excited to be on and, and have a good conversation with you guys tonight absolutely well dr flynn can you give uh, the members a little bit of background about you with your medical field and, and some of the things you've done and yeah. um absolutely um my history is starts pretty young in age i'm i actually just turned 47 years old but i was a teenager that had health issues and just like the typical uh, process, my had a great mom and dad that always tried to do well for us. My dad was a truck driver. My mom was a teller at a bank and, you know, went through the normal course of action when it came to healthcare. And um, and just to sum up a story that's a kind of a long story is having health issues, being diagnosed as a juvenile delinquent. My brain, I was always going 100 miles an hour, always felt like there was something wrong, but no one understood. And they take me medically, and obviously back then they didn't drug kids like they did today. They just said, well, we can't find anything, and you know things got progressively worse. And then lo and behold, when I was a teenager, I started to realize that, listen, there can be a different way. And so I started to search out uh, things that I could do. Now, and I'm talking, I'm a teenager, okay? I'm 13 years old. And I'm saying, okay, listen, um, medicine has failed me dramatically. Doctors haven't really done anything to me. So I decided to actually figure out more natural therapies that way. And went to a chiropractor. Then I was like, oh, my goodness, there is a little bit of an answer here. Uh, then I started looking at nutrition. I started looking at other you know, healing uh, therapies that way. And that's what led me to go into my background of having a kind of a, of a, kind of a smorgasbord because I had love for nutrition, I had love for immunology, I had love for chiropractic, I had love for naturopathic. And then, so what I did is I decided to go for college for all that. So it was kind of neat. And so I started out just to, you know, in basic undergraduate, went to my graduate school. But something happened to me when I was actually um, getting ready to graduate um, chiropractic school. And for a lot of people that, you know, don't know my history with my wife, but um, when I met my wife, I was not even graduated yet. And by this time, I've already had an array of background um, in order to actually look at the body very differently because, number one, uh, medicine had failed me dramatically. So I said, listen, there's got to be a more of a vitalistic, holistic way of doing things. And then I ran into my wife at the end of my graduate school, 
and she was told that she couldn't have children. And from a standpoint of looking at how the body works, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. You know, and I always tell people, if you look at the body and how incredible it is, uh, we've lost that. We've lost that in our current medical system. Um, you know, I always say, look at, look at the fact that two cells become a trillion cells within nine months. Uh, sperm and egg become just a full-fledged, beautiful baby within nine months. Um, and that should fascinate people. And I want really people to understand the appreciation of the human body and what it does. Um, you know, I always tell people, all of you listeners right now, if you were to accidentally cut your finger, do you understand this? And take this very seriously. Do you understand there's no doctor on the planet? There's no therapeutic. There's no, there's no natural remedy. There's no medical remedy that actually there's your body is programmed and knows exactly how to put it back the way it was supposed to be. And that fascinated me as a young kid that still fascinates me today. And so there was always a vitalistic way of looking at things, knowing that the body is that intelligent. Um, and our medical system doesn't look at the body that way. It looks like it's a broken down machine that they need to manipulate and stimulate and rip parts out and add parts in and stuff. And so what happened was this is I, when I met my wife and they said, you can't have children. I'm like, it doesn't make sense to me. The body's programmed to have kids. Ladies, it's not a joke. If you have a uterus, you're supposed to be able to have a baby. And if you can't, there has to be something interfering with that process. So I started to dig and I figured out some things in female hormone care and just in care in general that actually, no joke, that wasn't practiced. And I'm a 24-year-old young man at this time. And so what I started to do is I started to go, okay, coming from a, from a vitalistic, holistic, uh, natural background, I said, there's got to be a better way of doing this. And I figured out a way. So that's why people look and say, Doc, oh my goodness, you guys have offices from Europe to Hawaii. You have you know, offices everywhere. Well, because you know why? For the last hundred years, we've been dominated in massive medical thinking. And where's it gotten us? You know, we spend more money in healthcare than ever in history. We actually have we have some of the sickest countries ever in history. Yet we have more technology, more advancements, more hospitals, doctors, vaccines, everything in history, and we continue to get sicker. And I said, you know something? I'm going to just do it a different way. And so, as a 24 year old young man, I opened up and I said, listen. I'm going to now open up my first wellness way here in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And next thing you know, I started to get the clinical results. And now, as most people know, my wife and I have four beautiful daughters, all born at home, all not vaccinated, nor will they ever get a vaccine. Uh, we're going to get into that in a couple of minutes. And then what I started to do is other doctors of all forms, from chiropractors to medical doctors, nurse practitioners, nurses, everything, they started to recognize what I was doing. And they started to become part of a different form of healthcare. And to give you the greatest example I think that I ever created to give people a picture of what I do, I always tell people is this, you know, Sam, you got to think of, you know, um, healthcare in this major example. And if you do, you'll get the wellness way and you'll get my thinking. I always tell people, you know, some, if you want to look at medicine, how I define it, think of it like the fire department. You know, if your house catches on fire, guess what happens? You're going to now do everything you can with the fire department to put the fire out, axes and hoses. Guess what? If the fire department shows up and uses axes and hoses on your house, it might save it from burning down, but it causes a lot of destruction. People don't believe me. Guess what? If you use an axe on your door, it, it damages it. You spray water on the walls, it damages it, even though it saves it from burning down. But then if the fire department did its job and stopped the house from burning down, guess what happens? You need to rebuild the house. If you do not, you're left with a burnt up house and it's not livable. Well, that's the form of healthcare I told everybody. So listen, medicine is the fire department. They use drugs and surgery, axes and hoses to possibly save a life. But that's what they're good at, and that's about it. 
you cannot rebuild a body with a drug and surgery. Somebody tell me, I will quit and I will give you care free the rest of my life. If somebody tells me any drug or surgery or vaccine that makes you healthy and rebuilds the body, there is nothing that exists on that planet that way. It can't. It's actually actually goes against what our what even what a medication really is. And so the sad part is this. I said, listen, we are so dominant in a medical thinking. And I'm coming around saying, listen, I'm a carpenter doctor. I started a different form of healthcare, And by doing that, now that led to the clinical results. And the reason why we continue to get bigger as a company and actually having a platform to speak all over the world is because, it's, listen, if you want to use medical care, great. But there's a different way of thinking. Now, the sad part in our world today, because there's so much corruption in politics and also in medicine, which are one and the same thing, the fact that they're trying to use their force to force you to think like a fire department. But guess what? I will fight till the day I'm dead that, listen, there's a different way. And there's a fantastic way to do things, except for they're trying to silence people like us in order to not get that kind of message out. So that's a quick 25-year or 23-year history right there. But that's how it all started, and that's where we're sitting today. No, absolutely. Uh, as you were just speaking, you reminded me of something of uh, Dr. Seabe. I'm, I'm not sure if you know of him. Um, he was a natural um, healing doctor with all natural remedies, and mm -hmm. he healed people from HIV to cancer to some of the worst diseases in the world. And when Big Pharma caught wind of him, you know, they tried to lock him up and yep. destroy life because they say you never you didn't go to school to get a degree in medicine and such and such but when he had over i believe a hundred and some patients that came to the courtroom and uh they were aids free cancer free and it was proven that he healed those people um they had to let him go and he explained that he says they want you to believe that all diseases are different he says diseases are the same it, it's mucus in the body and he says, we are a carbon-based body. We can't heal a carbon-based body with chemicals that they're pushing. And um, I think a lot of, I know my members here on Telegram, we are um, having a higher um, awakening of natural healing products and natural products with frequency, light. Um, I'm going to be bringing on uh, Dr. Uh, the Connors Clinic. I'm not sure if you heard of mm -hmm. them out of Minnesota, where yep. they're they've got devices that's killing cancer cells. Which um, it's sad that medical a lot of medical doctors are. You know, those are the people they're not going to tell their patients about. You know, which is which is sad. And people like you and and Connors Clinic is a blessing. And I'm going to do whatever I can in my power to make sure that those names are are well known. Well, and, and if they're not, then people don't have other options. And that's why I think what happens is come to light over this last two years is the amount of influence that um, healthcare has within just politics in general. And that shouldn't be that way. And on top of it, you know, we live in a country that's based on freedom of choice and informed consent. And you're seeing both of that being silenced today, which is really sad. You know, it's, it's really funny because they always act like they're going to do a layer of protection for people because, once again, because someone did something wrong to somebody. Well, that's what you have the court system for, if someone did something wrong to somebody. There shouldn't be any regulation agency because what regulation agencies has been shown continuous times, the FDA and CDC are actually, the majority of their funding does not come from government. It actually comes from 
private industry that actually has the benefit of them doing things. Uh, Janet Woodcock, she actually, you know, once again, you watch when she's done, she's the commissioner of the FDA. You know what she will do after she is done with her term. Just what happens in 30 years, there's only been one FDA commissioner that does not go and become a big part of a pharmaceutical drug company after. There's too much of a revolving door that way. That is corrupt. And people do not realize, if you really understand the Constitution and politics, the FDA, CDC, and everything have no power. They're zero. They're not a, they're not a voted-in entity. Did, did anybody here on the, on, the, on the podcast vote for Janet Woodcock for the uh, commissioner FDA? Did anybody actually vote for the CDC rep? From our standpoint of the Constitution, it's not even a legal entity. They don't make law. They can't make law. And even if they say something, it doesn't mean that it actually has to be followed through with. So that's where people do not understand politics and what it goes on and how to actually fight for your rights because you don't have to listen to people that have no power. Exactly. I mean, uh, my cousin, I won't say the name of her business, of her restaurant in the uh, east side of Milwaukee by Bradford Beach. She owns a, an authentic Italian restaurant that's been in the Wisconsin Pizza Hall of Fame. And I was trying to tell her, I'm like, you know, the health department is not an elected official. What they're doing is illegal. You don't have to listen to what they're saying, but you know, some people, they, they just don't understand and they don't know, which is sad right now. Um, we're in a time where the health department here in Wisconsin became a dictatorship and so many citizens don't even understand their rights and how illegal these processes are, you know, and, you're 100% correct. I mean, look at the the FDA and the CDC on their site. They talk about the PCR test they're going to be taken off the shelf because it's faulty. Well, if that's faulty, how are you telling people there's a Delta virus? Because if you can't test for COVID, how the hell are you t- testing for the Delta virus? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a it's this is. If you, if you do some digging, this is a very, very systematic way of getting people and moving the goalposts to get them to what they want to do. This was just that people realize if you if you have researched this all, this was nothing more than a political grab to see how many people are going to give up their rights. The sad part is what they didn't plan on. There are a lot of great people that said, listen, enough's enough. And the one thing that they did is they woke up a lot of people that need to be woke up in a great way to understand that, that listen, politics is something that everybody needs to be involved with. It should always be. This is this is not a new fight for me and my wife and my company. This has been going on for as long as I've been in practice, if not longer. And the sad part is this is people have always been more interested about watching a football game or watching a basketball game and letting, you know, people take away their rights. than they actually sat there and, and they could have figured all this out just by investigating a little bit. Once people understand this, then they start to get upset. But now we need people to really start to step in and say, listen, um, when it comes to any medical procedure, nobody has a right to dictate what to do with your, you and your family. Because you know why? When you look at how people run stuff, I look at how just in general, I could pick out almost every member of Congre- Con- uh, Congress, both Democrat and Republican, and go, uh, if it was up to me, I wouldn't even let you eat the way you do because, number one, it's bad for you. So therefore, but if you want to do it, that's your right. But on the flip side, when they're trying to force a medical procedure on there, and not, not like that should ever be allowed. And we and people need to really stand up and, and resist this process and be willing to fight uh, at a level that, once again, could cost them their job and could co- cost them stuff. But most people are not willing to sacrifice to that. And that's why it's one of the reasons why we're in the position we're in. And now it's getting so crazy. People have no more choice. 
Amen to that. Um, you, <laughs> wow. Another thing you bring me to, I mean, okay. I was never strongly into, um, politics or laws or anything, you know, um, Trump kind of, you know, helped wake me up. And once I started seeing this whole, you know, I'm biracial, I'm half black, Sicilian and Polish. And so I, the, the whole racist thing never, ever attached to me because I had a Polish grandmother that loved every race. Um, I had a black family that loved my white family. So it, it, it never resonated with me, you know. And mm -hmm. once I started seeing all this Black Lives Matter and Antifa and all this destruction in Kenosha, Wisconsin, um, they came through in Waukesha. But, you know, our citizens and veterans here. They, they made a stands and they knew that they couldn't come to Waukesha and do anything. And right then and there, I seen what was going on, you know, and I knew that they needed the George Floyd situation to cause a racial tension. So when they rigged this election, they can use inequality for black voters and this and that to where the moment that the Bucks, when, when the incident happened in Kenosha and I can remember, man, I, I've been a Bucks fan when they won 12 games a year. And I, every year I'd be like, oh, they're going to win a championship. And and I'm telling you, I'm a diehard Bucks fan, Packers, Brewers, everything Wisconsin. And the moment that the Bucks came out and said, we're not playing a game because they're doing a protest because of what happened in Kenosha, my taste for sports fell to the wayside because I realized my kids future is very important. And this whole false racial racial thing that they're trying to create and then seeing the sports entities that are lining up with it, that's against voter ID. I'm like, wait a minute. And, and most of my family and my friends, they're sitting at me looking at me like I'm crazy. And they're like, Oh, you got to live your life. There's nothing you can do. And I'm like, if we just sit here and you know, we could be like the people in Rome. They used the Colosseum to distract the people while they just mm -hmm. leaked them dry. You know what I mean? And um, you're dead right. And I think a lot of people have gotten off the uh, sports bandwagon. And a lot of people are now speaking up. And it's a good thing because uh, I think God need to rattle the cage a little bit. And, and that's what happened. And that's a good thing. And it's getting people to really look a little bit more in detail of things that are they really are responsible for. If you think about this, um, whenever you put your responsibility into somebody else, it always goes bad, especially if it's government. And so therefore, when people look at their health, gotta remember, it's their responsibility. And so people like us that have always been responsible for our own health, and that's why we, you know, people, you're gonna find this out. People that actually take their health seriously use very little medical doctors. Let me say it again. I want you guys all to take this seriously. Do you understand that if you spend time researching, you will use medical care very sparingly? For example, let me give you an example. If I break my arm, give me as much drugs and surgery as possible. But no one has ever come to me and said, you know something, doc? I studied a statin drug and realized how good it is for me. Actually, when people research medications, guess what happens? They go, man, this could hurt me. If, if there's only two, and we're going to get into the vaccine shortly, but think about this. There's only two types of um, people that don't vaccinate, okay? They're not anti-vaxxers. If a person doesn't vaccinate, it's because they either researched it 
or they were damaged by it or had somebody that they know were damaged by it and refused to do it. That's the only two people that do not vaccinate. See, that's the funny part is this. You're going to notice that you're most people that, and that's why you notice you see moms going crazy right now in a good way uh, because like, you're not going to do this. You're not going to force this on my kids because you know why? Because I've done my research. Majority of people that actually do medical care are just people that go along with the flow. Nobody that really takes their health seriously actually ever does medical care unless there's an emergency. See, that's where if you start looking at it this way, you and if you ever notice, they, they've done studies on this. When a person has cancer and they say they're going to die, the people who live the longest are the most defiant against their doctors. The people who go along the most actually die the quickest. See, because it's like they have some fight in them to even not only fight with the doctor saying, but a fight to stay alive. So the cool thing is this, this whole situation, just like what happened with you, you know, it's like you're going, yep, you want every sports team in Wisconsin to win. But they're nothing but a distraction. I mean it very sincerely. The Milwaukee Bucks, everybody everybody in this podcast, I guarantee Milwaukee Bucks winning the championship did nothing for your life. Yet quietly, if you sat there and watched it for three hours, guess what happens? More of your freedoms were eroded over the last two years. The people should be using that three hours to research so now that when they come knocking, especially in Wisconsin alone, you know, we have an opportunity over the next year and a half to change the landscape. And that's why I'm always hopeful because we might have some crazy people in control right now, but the tides can turn very quickly. They really can. And I, I know I'm going to make some of the audience mad on this, but Trump's to blame for a lot of this. And people, and I'll be very honest with you, I voted for him twice. But guess what happens? He pushed these things through. You know what I'm saying? So, so I don't know why everybody's giving Trump a pass on this. Do not give Trump a pass on this when he knowingly had Robert F. Kennedy Jr. To, and I interviewed Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on my show literally two weeks ago. And he brought in Robert F. Kennedy Jr. to be vaccine oversight and sat with RFK and also Del Bigtree. He said, listen, I know that vaccines cause damage. And then Pfizer donates a million dollars and kicked Robert F. Kennedy Jr. off the vaccine aspect and moved the guy from Pfizer in there. And then all of a sudden does this warp speed. So sorry, guys. Um, till when <laughs> I said to COVID, Trump was one of the best presidents in history if you understood politics and policy. Come, come when it came to COVID, he was no different than Bernie Sanders and became to me just like Ronald Reagan did. Ronald Reagan actually was one of the worst presidents in history by signing the 1986 Vaccine Protection Act. So we need to actually look at policy, not at people. Because you know why? If we, that's why Trump got booed the other day in Alabama. He said, get the vaccine because his educated crowd that actually looked into this said, are you nuts? So don't be, that's why I'm not a party person. Everybody gets a little, gets a little um, wrong when it comes to me is, was where people say, well, doc, you're a Republican. No, I'm not. I'm not a Republican at all. I'm actually, I think both parties, I think both parties are like the WWF. You know what happens is everybody yeah. thought Hulk Hogan and then, and uh, Andrea Giants actually hate each other. They're best friends. That's politics today. You got to stick to our constitution and our policies, which are which are great. And if Trump did a great thing, say he did a great thing. If he did a bad thing, say he did a bad thing. And the reason why we're in this situation is not only because of our FDA and our CDC and all our government officials, but Trump warp speed this baby. So we gotta we gotta have these real conversations to know that once again, we gotta stick with what policies are good. And this was a bad policy. And it's caused a lot of damage. That's one of the reasons why we've been talking tonight.
Yeah, nobody can disagree with that, tell you the truth. Um, mm-hmm. I, there's been things out there that's been said that where he had to do warp speed and come up with a vaccine or they really were going to like lock us down really hardcore. Um, I don't know how true that is. or That's, that's a conservative uh, talking point to make themselves sound better. Do you know what should have happened? Nothing. Do you understand when H1N1 came out in Obama in, in 2009? Do you know what Obama said? And actually, he did it great. He said, it's going to pass. And no one batted an eye. Do you understand? Trump actually fell for this stuff. And that's why people say, he would lock this down. No. Remember, no one had the lockdown in the first place. And that's the sad part. It's like, just admit it, conservatives. Admit it, Republicans. He did a really bad thing. Stop trying to defend a really dumb move. Because you know why? Because I, I'm hoping, I actually, I'm, I'm actually hoping, I know it sounds funny, I'm hoping he doesn't run. I'm hoping DeSantos or Gnome runs, because they, uh, right now anybody could be Biden. But the idea is, but if Trump runs, I'm going to vote for him. I'll make it very public. I'll vote for him. But you know what's going to hurt him in his campaign? Is when he, he's gonna, just like he did in, in the North Carolina, because I know we have one of the admins on from North Carolina. When they did the Republican thing, 20 minutes of his conversation was how great the vaccine was. He's going to hurt a bunch of his audience that way. And stuff so that's because remember we can get in the vaccine because that thing is not only causing a lot of damage it's so scary yes i mean uh marshall here is uh the owner of our sister channel and he had dr lee married on and uh she was talking about vers on how mm-hmm. the doctors are keeping track of deaths with people yep. that's been injected with the vaccine and um that was pretty eye-opening to hear the amount of deaths that are taking place from the vaccine. Yeah, and what happens is with the with the tracking system, what they're doing now is doctors will report any injury that they can relate to it that way. Now, what happens? You'll see, you'll notice, you notice that the government will downplay that, and, and FDA and CDC will downplay, it, even though it's their tracking system, because they say, "Well, we can't verify that." Well, do you know why you can't verify that? Because you don't care. And you don't dig deep in it. We hear so much about the children right now. And roughly 364 children actually have died from COVID, supposedly. Do you know that researchers that have looked it up, do you know that not one of them were a healthy individual? See, and they don't know. They don't verify if those 367 people that died, that kids that died under the age of 17 from that was actually from COVID. Or if it was a comorbidity they died from. And see, that's what happens. But people will use those as talking points to try to push through an agenda of actually stealing people's freedoms. Guys, guess what happens is this. It doesn't matter what virus it is. If you're immunocompromised, remember, I'm a carpenter doctor. You're, that, this. I don't care if it's I don't care if it's the flu. I don't care if it's um, H1N1. I don't care if it's COVID. I don't care what it is. If you're immunocompromised, it's a bad day for you. And guess what happens? What happens when the next virus comes along? Because as you know that the talking points you take away from, gain-of-function research was done and proven. And the reason why Fauci always avoids it is because this would truly be a crimes against humanity issue, and he would actually be in prison the rest of his life. Why aren't our politicians talking about that? Why isn't Trump talking about that? Why isn't all these guys talking about that? That's where it really needs to go, because look at Fauci's history. It's a very disgusting history of oh, what he's yeah. done to this country. Oh, yeah. You know, and my daughter, she has Crohn's disease, so mm-hmm. she has no immune system whatsoever. And... For the first three weeks, I was so paranoid. I'm like, don't touch that door handle. Don't. And she's touching. I'm like, Angelina, don't. And she started crying one day. And she's and she's going to school to be a nurse. And she goes, Dad, you have to stop. 
And I'm like, whoa. And she's <laughs> like, you keep you keep making me nervous and, and depressed and, and worried so much. She says, you're going to make my immune system even worse. Mm-hmm. And as she's crying, it's like I needed that because it, it, it honestly woke me up. And and I'm like, it woke me up because for the first three weeks, I was so paranoid. I did not want my daughter to catch this. And, you know, I, I, I was drinking the fake Kool-Aid and uh, God obviously used my daughter to wake me up. And that's when Rush Limbaugh start waking me up on some things. I'm starting to find out that they're considered COVID deaths from a guy that got murdered from a gunshot wound and mm-hmm. people that got in a car accident they said they died of COVID and I'm like holy crap and then I started doing my research and investigating and then you know months later my daughter she caught COVID I mean she had breathing problems for the first three days and after that she was fine and she has no immune system my African-American grandmother that's 80 years old um, diabetic, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. She refused to go see her doctor because she said, I don't want to catch COVID. She ended up catching COVID and she's still alive right now. And I'm, and it's like, you know, some of this stuff that I don't know. And, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pointing the finger. I'm not making any false accusations, but I think there's some nefarious things that's been going on in the hospital. And I, I hate to say it because I have an aunt that was in the hospital with COVID. Um, the doctor told her, oh, your lungs look good. They're cleared. You'll be going home in a couple days. And then we get a phone call the following day. She can't breathe on her own. She has to go on a ventilator. Um, FaceTime her before she goes on a ventilator. And she's no longer with us. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of um, nefarious things that's going on with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and, the, and a couple things, too. I, I do have to correct you on one thing, though. Do you know that if your daughter has Crohn's, she doesn't have weak immune system. She has a hyperactive immune system. So she'd actually go through it a little easier. Whole nother story. <laughs> so, oh, oh, thanks for knowing that. Yeah, because the, if they this way is if she has anything gluten her immune system is so hyperreactive, it'll actually cause some damage to her own tissue in her body. That's not an immune deficiency. Autoimmune, dis- autoimmune diseases are not an immune deficiency that's a hyperactivity. So you'll notice that most autoimmune people actually, believe it or not, it's going to sound weird, will actually go through stuff a little easier and they don't get cold as much because their immune system is on hyper attack mode. So, yes. So if they told you if she was immune deficient, if she's immune deficient, she wouldn't have damaged her own organs when her immune system was triggered. So, yep. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've dealt my whole career with autoimmune diseases that way. So, yeah. But anyways, um, yeah. Good, we good can time. move on to uh, yeah. what What made you wake up and realize something nefarious was going on when this COVID stuff happened? And what led you to uh, realize what's nefarious about the vaccine? Okay. And here's what happens is let's even step back. Let me Let me tell you the story. What's going on? Um, people say, Doc, you know, with your, you know, how did you get so involved in all the immunology stuff and everything? Well, it started a long time ago because my history is based on my own immune system. Uh, because I actually, I would suffer, I suffered from what most people would call a gut brain reaction, 
where I was actually having triggering, you know, my GI, which creates neurotransmitters and having the brain going hundred miles an hour. I felt like my skin was crawling. That was my issues when I was a kid. And that's why I was diagnosed as a juvenile delinquent. Okay. Um, my mom was on my show and actually talked about a lot. So I've always been very immune focused, but it really hit me hard when I was studying the immune system, even as a teenager and through college and everything. And then when I got into, got into my, just a couple years of practice, you know, I met this guy who actually came in because his sister was having great success with her, with her hormonal things going on. And all of a sudden, um, found out he had HIV and I was totally freaked out. Now let me explain why I was freaked out. Um, well, I remember here at this time, probably 26, 27 years old. And he actually lived in California. He came in to visit and stuff, his sister, and he wanted to talk to me. And I was just freaked out because I was taught HIV in school. I read it on every textbook that way, but I never met a person, a person in person that had it. And so legitimately, I can honestly tell you, I know this is going to sound really weird, but I was scared to even be in the room with him thinking, can I get it? You know what I'm saying? I mean, because you're not taught about it. So I get when people are scared when they hear about a virus and different things. Okay. Uh, because if you think about it this way, if I, if someone said that HIV, people are thinking, oh my goodness, it's a death sentence. But long story short, so I said, okay, listen, there's an immunocompromised person. There's somebody who has a low immune system. That's why basic pneumonia, there is the number one killer for them. So I started to actually say, listen, there's got to be a way to test their immune system, just like I figured out how to test the hormonal system differently. And I started to map that out. Now, knowing this whole history, knowing, for example, since I was in college, that the vaccine uh, um, companies um, that manufacture them had no liability. That right there, once again, is absolutely the most disgusting thing on the planet. And Ronald Reagan signed it into law. 1986 Vaccine Protection Act. Do you understand that when you look, they have no liability. No vaccine has any liability, which is so sad. And the reason why they don't have any liability is because they were going bankrupt on producing vaccines because it was causing so many neurological uh, problems back in the 80s when you only had six shots. Yet, all of a sudden, 86 vaccine protection got on, 1989 vaccine schedule went through the roof and it's only gotten bigger. So therefore, medical tyranny, medical uh, influence, Medical liability has not been there since I was a kid in the 80s. That should that should forewarn you. So this whole thing about, you know, COVID and vaccine, I'm like, guys, this has been a 20-some-year battle for me because you know why? Because no one ever researched vaccines because they thought, oh, they're good for you. But if they're so good for you, why does everybody have a li- no liability since 1986? So this is not new. So I've been woke since I was a teenager on this stuff. i just been fighting it. Guys, if you remember... Go back and research this. Go and duck, duck, go and research this. You guys remember before COVID what the government was trying to push a little bit down in Florida before COVID? Remember when there was supposedly a measles outbreak in Florida down at Disney? You guys remember that? In early 19, early 2019, maybe around August, September. And what were they trying to do? They're trying to push. We got we to gotta mandate a measles vaccine for everybody and stuff. They've always tried to create some scare for people to actually take their rights away and give them a medical procedure. And the sad part is this, Fauci tried it back in 2004, he tried 2009, and here's what happens. And Trump is the only one that fell for it. The fact that, guess what happens? All of a sudden said, listen, we got a bug, we got to step in and do something, protect the people. No, you don't. Because you know why? Because here's what happens, look what it led to. And if they would have done nothing at all, it would have done no different than what happened in 
2008, 2009, 2004, and all the factors that way. So what happened is, so all of a sudden I said, listen, you can take and look at people's immune systems by testing them to see where they're at. Like, for example, I just had my COVID antibodies tested, and guess what happens? I actually got COVID back in or on October 8th last year. And what ended up happening was this. Went through it, got a little sniffle, got a little fever. Guess what happened? Did just fine. Pulled my blood, checked my immune system, checked my COVID antibodies, just redid my antibodies this actually last week. I even posted it the other day on my Facebook page and, and did a little show on it that way last Saturday talking about, listen, I have a robust immune response. But see, nobody's ever taught how to take care of their immune system or what to do with it. That's been our carpenter viewpoint. And, and Mike, you gotta understand when I'm talking about the whole carpenter fire department example, that's our viewpoint of keeping the people strong. Since when is taking care of yourself against almost the law right now? If you don't get a vaccine, you can't go to the diner. Really? Do you understand this? People don't realize that there's going to be a lot of lawsuits coming soon, including that stuff that we're filing. Because if you've gone through it, you've already built a proper immune response. And the same response they're saying they're trying to get with the vaccine, which they now Fauci just said a couple of days ago, well, no, we don't want you testing your antibodies after vaccine because you know why? Because it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work the way the other vaccines does. And on top of it, here's what happens. There's a well-documented 38 to 40 million people have knownly gone through it and survived beautifully through everything. Those people will already have a robust immune response, which can be measurable. So therefore, when they say, and you need a vaccine to go places, say, why? I'm already been exposed. And I already have all the markers that you're saying are important for us to know that we have herd immunity. So why would I need that? In Durham, I myself will have to file lawsuits if Delta or all these people, if they try to change it. If I, you know, here's what happens. My, what's, my passport should be, guess what? Which was, you didn't have passports, but I already have a robust immune system already to COVID. I, I tested myself. Everybody can test themselves. You can get T cells, you can get antibodies. You can actually see how your immune system is doing. And therefore, that's the key to getting us through this. Trump, Biden, CDC, FDA, they're all coming from a medical standpoint. And guess what happens? They all have bad advice that's leading people down destruction. And like you said, and the VARS reporting, there's a lot of deaths and a lot of damage that's coming from this. We need a different perspective. And that's where we come in for it that way. And if you need a respirator, get a respirator. Do you know what I'm saying? But people that need respirators, guess what happens? They're sick. That's why I love it this way. There's no healthy people that end up with COVID in the hospital and so bad. There was a, there was a, there was a state, um, there was a representative from Wisconsin that guess what happens? Was literally sitting in my office, you know, talking about medical freedom. He's in the hospital now with COVID pneumonia, supposedly, but he's 300 freaking pounds. Guys, we know this. What's one of the major contributing factors to you getting COVID and having a severe problem with it? Obesity and, and actually blood sugar levels. As you Have you heard Trump? If you heard Biden, if you heard the CC, FDA or anything talking about, maybe you should, instead of, you know, eating sugar and having lots of weight, maybe you should get your butt on a treadmill instead of worrying about a vaccine. But see, you can't say that because you can't hold people responsible for their own health care. You got to depend on the government. And the government isn't controlled by good doctors. The government is controlled by pharmaceutical drug companies that have more lobbyists. Do you understand? They double the lobbyists uh, in in. Medical field doubles the lobbyists than they have congressmen in, in the White House or in um, Washington, D.C. by far. And that's public record. There's 1,100 medical lobbyists. Do you think they're there to actually uh, uh, contribute to people's health care? 
or to bribe your senators to vote a certain way. That's absolutely disgusting. And that should disgust everybody listening to this right now. So this is not new to us. This has happened my whole career. So this fight has been nothing that we have actually not been doing for 25 years. It's just that everybody's finally catching up. Yeah, that's really sad. And if you told someone to go on a treadmill, I mean, the woke crowd would be coming at you a thousand miles and running. <laughs> uh, get this. So this happened the other day. And this is this is just who I am. And no one has to do this. But um, so me and my wonderful daughter, Calista, she's 11 years old. And we were going through the grocery store, buying all of our organics, buying all of our non-toxic stuff, obviously, because we don't eat anything that's poisonous or anything that's not organic. We don't drink sodas. We don't do anything bad that way. My daughters have never had a bad food before. And I have four daughters. And there was a lady behind us. And obviously, we were, in, we were, in, we were wearing no masks, as always, because we will not wear them. And literally, this woman, who was obese, and once again, so, sorry, this is just what happened, no. is... She looked at me, she looked at me and I, and I, and I, and once again, and because I respect all people, um, you know, I stayed their distance away from all these people that are wearing a mask because Hey, guess what? You know, if you want to be away, I'm cool with that. I'll stay six feet away from you. But I was in the checkout line, putting through that way. And all of a sudden she looked at me and, and looked at me and my daughter sitting right there. And she goes, I see you guys don't have a mask. And I looked right back at her and I said, I see you don't have a treadmill. Oh, nice. <laughs> and oh, wow. people are like, well, Doc, that's rude. No, it's not. Do you understand that woman? And I mean this very sincerely, and this sounds brutal. Do you understand stupid people have allowed other stupid people to feel self-righteous because I'm taking care of myself. I do not, I'm not 300 pounds, which I'm sorry. If you're 300 pounds, you earn that. You're saying you can say no to sugar very easily and lose 40 pounds. You can do all these things and get your butt on a treadmill and do something. And we're not, no doctors are talking about that because they're so worried that the, that the uh, fashion police and people say you're body shaming. No, you're not. Obesity does not. Obesity is one of the biggest contributors to disease on the planet. And you're going to hurt somebody's feelings and they're going to get depressed. Well, maybe you should be depressed. You know why? Because you're the same person that's going to go in and demand insulin for diabetes and blood sugar, yet there's massive blood sugar, and you're sitting there going, we need to lower drug costs. You know how you lower drug costs? Don't need them. Don't need them. Insulin, is, the majority of people on insulin doesn't do not need it. They just have to get rid of their crappy food, but they don't want to do that. And we need people to stand up and say, enough's enough. So that woman, once again, if we if good people don't stand up, even push back hard. When was the last time anybody listening pushed back hard, not violently, pushed back hard and said, no. That woman said something to me. I guarantee the next time that she thinks of saying something to somebody, I'm going to come to her mind. And we need to do that. Absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> it's a double-edged sword. She was being rude to you guys. And you just was honest. I mean, my aunt. Um, she went and got vaccinated. Thank God that I was able to stop my mother. She was a day away from getting it. And I just had to bring some voice of reason and some common sense. And now my aunt tells my mother, because my aunt got vaccinated, 
out of fear, allowing Satan to creep into her. And she tells my mother, well, whenever you come over, don't worry, I have my face mask. And I told my mother, I said, you should have told her, then why did you get vaccinated? Exactly. Dr. Fauci told you you were going to be protected. I mean, now you're scared again? Yeah, and, and think about how many people actually believe that stuff. It's so sad. It really is. And, and the concept of, you know, getting a vaccine and being safe makes no sense. It doesn't. Because here's what happens to this. If you look at a person and a mutine, it's, it's quite interesting. Think about this. Um, and let me ask you a question. I want you to have the dialogue with me on this. Um, just in general, and I want everybody to think about this. I want everybody to take this really seriously. Can you tell me what immunity is? Just in general, not a vaccine, but just tell me what immunity is. I want you guys to follow me on this because this is going to blow your mind away. So, so what's immunity? Can you can give me any answer you got? I'll try my best. Um, the more people that get sick, the more antibodies within the bodies recognizes that virus or disease. Um, you can eliminate it. Um, okay. So, so let's do this. So let me see a question. If um, I had chickenpox, I don't know if you did as a child. I had chickenpox. Oh, okay. My cousin, trust me, my cousin's got chickenpox, and my mother bring me right over there to catch it. Yeah, exactly. And that was common. You saying because we didn't fear these things. Okay. Now let's do this though. Here's a question for you. So everybody on here, just think of this way: Did you get chickenpox? Okay. Now, so you got chickenpox. Now. Because you went to chicken pox, are you going to be immune the rest of your life? Yeah. Okay. Let me disprove you. You want to take this challenge? No, I'm not going to challenge. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. So I want you to imagine this. Have you ever heard of shingles? Yeah, I've heard of it. Okay, people that get shingles, once again, is just the chicken pox virus coming out again along the nerve roots where it's been living since you've been exposed. Wow. So here's what happens this. If you were immune, why did you get chicken pox? Or why did you get shingles? Want to take a stab at that one? Um, your antibodies ran out? Well, see, good, good answer. Your immune system was compromised. It lowered, and therefore, now the virus is not kept in check inside your body, and it manifested again. See, the concept of immunity makes absolutely no sense. Immunity was never an a anatomy term it was a political term okay and see therefore this concept that if you get exposed by to something if you actually get a vaccine you're now immune no it doesn't an immune response is nothing more than your ability to respond to a virus a bacteria anything and then if you do happen to build up memory cells from b and t cells antibodies included then what happens is it's about keeping your body the ability to respond to its environment for the rest of its life. So this concept of immunity from a vaccine or from even 
Natural immunity, guess what? doesn't make any sense. If you do not have a healthy body, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. That's why I kind of laugh when they say, well, we see people's immune systems, you know, go down from COVID as they get, as you know, this happens or the elders immune compromised. Well, let me see a question. How do you get immune compromised? You don't take care of yourself. You eat sugar. You have massive stress. You beat the crap out of your body. Well, guess what? Who are the doctors that taught people how to do that? Every medical doctor on the planet. Somebody tell me, somebody tell me anything that your doctor can give you your medical professional can give you that helps you build a proper immune response. Nothing exists. See, Their world doesn't think that way. So what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to manipulate. Let me say it again, manipulate immune responses that not only can cause autoimmune disease, death, reactions, seizures. And because that has happened so prevalently. They said, we need protection. If you look at what happened with even this current vaccine, they actually said, listen, we need immunity from it because we don't want to be held responsible for what can happen three to four to five years down the road. Because when they trigger immune system, you may not even see an initial problem, but you're going to see some inflammatory response that could lead to damage three to four to five years down the road. That's why they need immunity. And this is what you think that I'm going to bend over and take because you call yourself an expert. You're an expert in flat earth. <laughs> yeah. 15 day to flatten the curve and we're still waiting for that curve. And he's saying, trust the science. Well, what science have you shown us? Like Marshall had on Dr. Jane Ruby. Um, she's gave us more science than Dr. Fauci has since this whole thing started. Yep. Well, if you even think of the science here, watch this though. Here, watch this. You want to do, you want to do science? So do this. I want to see any of your doctors medically, Fauci or, or any of them saying, when we look at a person, do we know where their, their immune response is at before they even come in contact with COVID? See, that's one thing. If you're going to just, you know, try to study the virus, stop studying the virus study the host and when you measure the host you can see if they're immune compromised you can see what they need to build their immune response up so now when they come in contact with any virus so their research is still based on medical thinking their research and their science is still based on manipulation their research is still based on fire department thinking if you get my analogy i'm saying listen i'm speaking from a carpenter perspective that's why i never fear a virus it, do you understand this virus is nothing more than a protein with a fatty acid? There you go. How it, it doesn't have human characteristics. It doesn't attack you. It doesn't come after you. And you know what's a really part that's quite interesting? Even when they give you a vaccine, do you understand? It doesn't even prove that your immune response is going to get to your nose and lungs. It's circulating in your bloodstream, which now can create other diseases. That's why they have to have liability protection. But see, unless you research, instead of watch the Milwaukee Bucks, unless you research and want the Packers, guess what happens? You're going to watch TV and they're going to tell you all these crazy numbers, which are actually false on most of them. Like you said, it became a case-demic, not a pandemic. Exactly. I mean, when we start to learn from <clears throat> courageous doctors like yourself to uh, give us truth about the graphene oxide and mm-hmm. um there was another doctor that did, you know, his 
his patients that had been fully vaccinated, they were getting ill and sick. And he drew blood from six of them. And uh, the pattern of their blood has changed. Um, the perfect, perfect circles are now all like winded up. Looking like mm-hmm. and um, It's pretty scary. I mean, there's a, a video I have in 20 states and Wisconsin, they passed the law to where they can liquefy vaccinated Hum- people. Yep, humans, yep. And I, I'm like, I'm sending that to my mom, like, you know, because I got her on the cusp of knowing not to get it, that it's an experiment. And then all these people that have got it from, aunt, all my aunts and uncles got it. So they're constantly trying to get her to jump off the bridge with them. And I'm like, mom, all they're trying to do is get you to jump off the bridge with them. And then I'm sending her that video. Like, look, they're going to, they can liquefy them now. They can't even get a proper funeral because once it comes out that this vaccine is toxic and they're toxins, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, you know, and it's, it's just sad. And that's why it's a blessing to have doctors like you on this coming on here and giving a truth because the more doctors that we can have voices heard by those that are being master manipulated to get vaccinated, um, just like you were talking about the lady in the store. I mean, what, what the government has done is they've put the vaccinated people in a police state against the unvaccinated people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait a minute, dude, we're all humans and we love each other. We have the same God. Wake up. Let's not be enemies. You know, let's not allow Dr. Fauci, Mr. Simon says, I mean, if he said, stick your finger in your butt for two hours, it's going to stop you from catching COVID. Half of the population, I believe, will do it. Yes, because whatever, whatever he says goes. Well, and the sad part is this, is because people always look to authority for answers. Do you know something is this? Nobody else should be the authority in your, especially your health, except for you. But they're not taking responsibility. That's why I said, that's why you've ever noticed the people that will not um, cave to a medical procedure. It's not because they're ignorant. They're actually opposite. They're very educated. And therefore, guess what happens? They choose not to. So that's why, that's why I love how they try to take people in uh, of going, okay, listen, you know, the unvaccinated are, are unscientific. Actually, they're more scientific than the people that actually even deliver shots. Do you understand that I have medical people that actually work for me? And you know that they are not taught anything about vaccines in school. They're taught just to be obedient and give them. And that they'll tell you that they have no training in it whatsoever. They're taught a schedule. And they're actually even taught not to question it. You gotta understand that the unvaccinated is the new discriminated race against the United States, actually in the world. Because they are like, and it's, it's kind of interesting because I'm talking about, hey, Black Lives Matter, you guys did nothing when the CDC got caught, you got, do you understand the CDC got caught lying when they did a massive study on vaccines and autism and William Thompson, who was actually when they're their Dr. Thompson, when their head scientists actually was recorded and actually in, in one of our senators even presented the information on the Senate floor. And it was so sad because what they did was they were hiding research that African-American boys 
were getting damaged from vaccines and they hid it. And I'm like going, how can you not think that's not a racial aspect when you're not even giving these mothers an opportunity to say, listen, as an African-American young boy, their likelihood to get autism vaccine is much higher than even actually a white child. And you don't look at that as discrimination. And then on top of it, he comes out and whistleblows and nothing is done. No one's held accountable, even though they said they literally took buckets of information and, and shredded them and never let information come out. But he kept it all on a drive and presented it. And even one of our congressmen put it out on the floor and nothing was done. And you think we're going to trust the CDC? William Thompson, look it up. It's really quite scary. Yeah, and this I'm is going to expose that one. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. So I'm going, all right, Black Lives Matter, where are you? They lied about you. Now you're going to tell me CC's actually protecting you? Come on. A little bit, well, little bit more common sense. Black Lives Matter wasn't going to take a stance on that because they're the only <laughs> citizens that was able to go shoulder to shoulder, no face mask on, and, and just go destroy and destruct city after city and get bailed out of jail. I yep. mean... In Kenosha, Kamala Harris's um, organization was belling out protesters that burned down buildings, and I mean, it's 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 so much hypocrisy going on. It, it, it's it's terrible, and they're using this whole virus as a political tyranny and putting people against each other, and well, um, terrible. It's it's only it's only allowed if you're in the happens this. People that fell for this are the uneducated. What it did, I told people, COVID actually showed where people are really at. It showed me where a pastor was at. It showed me where somebody's aunt was at. It showed me where individuals were at. Because you know why? A church that closed down, which didn't have to. Do you understand, guys? You need to understand the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, and the Federalist Papers. If you understand your constitutional rights, no church had to close down, no business had to close down. My businesses all across country, no matter what state they're in, have never worn a mask in there. Do you understand that this past weekend I had one of my doctors from Missouri that got fined because he wouldn't wear a mask in the office? I said, listen, a mandate is not a law. And guess what they had to do? It took them eight months. But guess what they had to do? They had to throw it out because all you had to do is stand in court and say, what law did I break? If I broke a law, I will pay a fine. Wow. And he didn't. And see, and now what happens is that, but see, people are scared because they think, well, the government, yeah, the government can make your life hell. They really can, guys. The government can make your life hell. But the idea is this. I think our founding fathers, I think the people that fought in the wars, I think they went through hell. I think it's time for the people that say, listen, to know better and do something. Good people, by listening to podcasts and taking no action, you're not doing anything for us. You know what I'm saying? And if you can't, if you're not strong enough to do something, then support people that are. You know what I'm saying? There's people out there, there's great organizations that are fighting for your rights. Do something about it. You say, listen, donate money to them. Do things that way. Share their podcasts. Share their shows. Do something that way. You know, the one thing that I can say I'm, I'm very proud about, that where I can show my fighting has been very authentic, I never started a GoFundMe page. I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars of my own money fighting for people's civil liberties and civil rights. I've donated to companies that were being attacked by the government. I donated to individuals that are being attacked by their company. So I don't care if, it, if you're a company getting attacked by government or your company attacking an individual, guess what happens? I'm going to fight for people's civil liberties.
And that's what we need to do. And I've done it, funded it all myself. Now, the reason why I bring that up is this is because here's what happens. I have nothing to gain besides people's civil liberties and civil rights. That's how seriously I take it. I'm willing to take, I'm willing to, I'm willing to spend every dollar I have to fight for people's civil liberties and civil rights. And I have, I've spent so much money for it that way from a standpoint of going, guess what happens? There's other groups out there that you can support. There's RFK, there's Dell Big Tree. There's a bunch of other groups out there that you can donate your money to that will legitimately file lawsuits like we have against things that way. I'm just happy enough that my off my company has done so well helping people with their with their uh, things that are going through health wise that I've had the ability to do it myself and I will continue to do it. I don't care what state it's in: North Carolina, Wisconsin, California, Florida. We need to we need to step up if you have the means to do it that way. And if you don't have the finances, guess what happens? Do you understand how just getting this podcast out, sharing my show, sharing somebody else's stuff? can make such a big difference because it takes one thing that somebody says that can light a fire in them to do their research. Amen. And God bless you for that. And God's definitely going to bless you for that. And that's awesome. And, and that's what I've been telling a lot of members is we need to start taking legal action. You know, yep. people say, well, let's go protest and let's, you know, protesting is great, but at the end of the day, uh, the big money donors is who those congressmen and senators are listening to and taking phone calls and uh, you can waste oxygen. But if you're concerned about your kid with school, if you're concerned about them mandating vaccines at a workplace, take some legal action. Let them fire you and sue them. Then yep. you're going to liberate all the other employees. You know what they're doing with the kids wearing the face mask. That's wrong. Take that face mask from that kid wearing that face mask and have them do some bacteria tests on that face mask and take the school to court. Yep. You well, know, take, that, and take the school to court just based on civil liberties and civil rights. Do you understand that all schools have budgets? All companies have budgets. Do you understand that if you sue them, they have to defend themselves. Otherwise, they automatically lose. And therefore, guess what? That costs them money. They said, parents, um, I can honestly tell you, if you look at even um, one of our great individuals here at the Wellsway, she went, uh, her name's Jamie, she went after the school, actually did a wonderful job, did a GoFundMe page, that had a lawyer, a really good civil liberties lawyer, send us uh, things to school. That got their attention more than people screaming at a school board meeting. That's what I tell people, stop going to school board meetings. Now, I don't mean that physically. I want you to go there and protest in that way. But showing up, they don't care. Do you understand? Unless they fear for their job, they exactly. don't care. You're saying that's why I tell people, people, I'm, I'm big and I, I think protesting is important. But you know something? Guess what happens? I think we're aware of stuff. What happens is taking action, take the lawsuit. See, get this. This happened the other day and it shows me where people, some people are at. I had a person that said, we're so disgusted over in Western Wisconsin. This school district put a mask mandate on. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, cool. I'm like, uh, here's the lawyer's number. They'll sue them. It'll be great. You'll be able to fight this. You're going to win. Just got to take some time. Here's what they said. The group said, well, will he do it pro bono? I'm like, my response was to him, are you a Democrat? Do you want somebody <laughs> to do things that are free for you? I'm like, why don't you take your money, your hard-earned money, and fight for what you believe? I always tell people, you can always, I can always tell a person's heart. Show me where your money and time goes to. If your money and time goes to the Packer game, instead of fighting, I know what kind of individual you are. 
If your money sure. goes, to, if your money time goes to the Milwaukee Bucks, guys, I mean, I mean this sincerely. If you go to a Packer game right now and they're playing the Black National Anthem, you should be ashamed of yourself. Do you understand? Yeah. What are you doing? You're supporting racism for crying out loud. Do not do that. But you know how you, you know how you, you know how you get them to stop doing what's wrong? Take away their money. Stop showing up. Stop showing up. And guess what happens? They will catch their attention when nobody shows up. But see, a lot of people don't think that way. Well, I don't want my life disrupted. Really? Then don't complain. But see, people on this podcast, you're ready to take that next step. Talk with your dollars. Get together. There's lawyers out there that will do a wonderful job. The sad part is this, even though it's a good thing, the sad part is lawsuits take time. They can, do you ever notice that they can do bad things to you right away? Tell you to put your kids in a mask in school right away, but the lawsuit will take six months. Do you Sam? But you don't realize fight now because when they create another pandemic like this, you'll be ahead of the game because they can't do it again. We're really fighting for generations beyond by doing this. And I agree. And um, <clears throat> if any members would like to get in contact with uh, Dr. Flynn and, and learn of some of these lawyers, um, I'll be more than happy to to get that information for you. And uh, class action lawsuits are successful uh, yes. laws in general, especially when they're going against our rights. And, and that's what they're doing. And thank God that my son's high school, they're face mask is optional they're not pushing vaccines um i live in an area where it's you know it's pretty much conservative here in waukesha and um but i know a lot of members on here though they're they're not in that type of environment but you just heard what mr flynn just said um get them lawyers i mean i like i said (laughs) anything that is for the good I would allow a GoFundMe to circulate on this page. I will contribute to it. I will blast it on Twitter because we all have to work together. And I'm sure all the admins here, we would all work together as a village, even our sister channel. I mean, this is some of the things we have to do. If we're not financially stable, we have to help each other. If it's only five or 10 bucks and, um, I'm glad that you brought that up and then you told us the story about Jamie because yep. that's going to make a big difference when that, that lawyer sends a letter to the school. I mean, they're really going to be like, oops, sorry, yep. health department. We can't play your game anymore. Yep. 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 And that's one thing that, uh, that really is significant. And a lot of people don't realize this. Do you know that um, recently, okay, um, a law professor just sued a university based on requiring um, mask and actually vaccine mandates because he actually said, listen, you can't make me um, with an unlawful mandate because, number one, I have actually COVID antibodies. And actually, he won. You don't see that over all of our national news. See, for example, if they try to force me into like, which never will happen, I will fight till the death on this. Um, do you understand that when he, they, he actually had uh, COVID antibodies and they were trying to tell him, you're not getting the vaccine, you have to test every week. And he goes, no, no, you're violating my constitutional rights and it's unlawful mandate to make him test and do things that way. And he won in federal court, George Mason University. Check it out. Uh, I mean, look at the guy in Alberta, Canada. Uh, 
he got fined for the face mask and he went to court and told them prove that you have had COVID isolated and prove yep. that COVID even exists. And they couldn't do it. And they dropped his case, his case. He won his case. COVID is not recognized and COVID is considered a flu. There's no mass mandates or vaccine mandates. Yeah. That's where, and here's what happens. I know this is, this is, this is a little easier on this kind of podcast. Okay. Cause the people on here are willing to take action. You need to take action. That's why I've spent so much money on lawyers over this last year and a half. Um, I literally had the lawyers write up um, things for our Christian schools because I'm very disappointed in the Christian schools. You know, I love how people say, I love Jesus, but I'm so scared of the virus. Okay. We don't want to go on that tangent. But the idea is this. It's like there, I still have it written up pre and saying that my kids will never be in a mask and never be in, in a vaccine that way. And actually I put on record and from the, all the exemptions that they cannot have it. And I put on record, I'm proactive. Do you know what I'm And no joke. And believe it or not, even our Christian school where my kids go um, are scared to actually go against what we tell because they know that they'll end up in a lawsuit. And guess what happens? Um, they don't want to have to fight a lawsuit and cost $100,000. Um, but that's why we got to get active on this stuff. Do it legally. Do everything ethically. Even though that they're not ethical, we're not, remember, uh, this is just me being a Christian person. Um, I'm going to stand on the aspect of God knows what we're doing and where our heart is that way. And if you just keep on doing what's right, things will turn out. It's not, doesn't mean there's not a battle. There's no, there's nowhere in the Bible that said that things turned out that there wasn't a, a rough battle. There's a battle, but we're willing to be a battle. We're willing to take the battle and do what's right. And, um, the drum, and I have no problem if my girls would get kicked out of school. I'd have no problem whatsoever with that way. I still battle them in court. But I'd have no problem with it that way because you know why? Because in the end, we win. We got to do what's right. Because if, if we if we really do believe in our system, which the government has, which our which our laws and our constitution is absolutely beautiful, we have something to stand on. So we need to really take that seriously. But do me a favor. Everybody's got to start studying their constitution, their bill of rights, independent uh, executive independence, and the Federalist Papers. And you would you'd be more confident going forward and be able to have good conversations with everybody because. I always tell people, and I, I love ending on this, who should make healthcare citizens for you and your family? Do you understand? I asked a person that I know is basically a communist that, and his answer is, well, I should make the decision. It's just somebody else should pay for it. Well, you know something you said, though? You still believe that you should make the healthcare decision, not Fauci, not Cuomo, not Newsom, not Evers, not even Trump. Do you understand? That's one thing that we have to understand that no one should make healthcare decisions for you and your family. It should just be you. And that's where we got to fight going forward. Amen. Uh, I know you're a busy person. I don't know how much longer you have. I'm not sure if you want to open up questions now. I love questions. I love them, love them, love them. So I have plenty of time. I scheduled two hours for this tonight. All right. Okay. Delta is going to be taking the questions. So guys, if you can press the button to raise your hand, Delta will call on you. Okay, um, I saw earlier, Francie, you had your hand on uh, hand up first. So I'm going to unmute your mic. And one of the guys, you are on deck. I'll unmute you. Please wait for Francie to be completed. Okay, thank you. Go ahead, Francie. Unmute your mic and ask your question. Can you hear me now? Yes. Um. No, I just wanted to first thank you very much for coming on and giving us um, so much information. 
Um, I am it, very interested in what you had to say because I'm I'm a nurse. I was a pediatric nurse and I've walked away from that to work with adults because I do not want to vaccinate anymore. Like you said, a lot of nurses are not educated on what they're giving is just follow instructions and Mm -hmm. do what we tell you. Um, I also wanted to mention that I have um, ITP. I don't have a spleen now. And I'm very concerned about the vaccination and I don't want it or not the vaccination, the jab. Yeah. And I don't want it. I'm going to be facing um, possibly losing my job, but I got plan B. Um, What I wanted to ask you quickly is that along the way, I've also um, have fought physicians for my health. I've avoided um, a thyroidectomy. I've avoided a... um, well, I, I, I did lose my spleen because I fought it for three years. I did end up um, fighting the doctor over my gall- gallbladder, and I won. And sure. um, now I am having a GI problem. I am off Prilosec, but I'm fighting osteoporosis due to the Prilosec. Prilosec, yeah. So I can't hear you. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So the only thing I wanted to ask you is what do you recommend when it comes to osteoporosis? Um as far as what supplements or things to take. And I wanted to thank you again for everything that you have said. I know there's so much that I want to ask and I don't want to overpower, you know, this conversation, but um, I'm in agreement with you about not vaccinating. And I would like information on what I need to possibly legally go against my job if it comes down to it. And then the supplements. Okay. So first of all, here's what happens when it comes down to your job. Okay, let's start there. Always start. It's very simple. I can't hear you, sir. Oh, hello. Who can hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. Francie, could you hear him or no? The volume is very low and have it all the way up. I was listening to you carefully before, but somehow the voice is very low. You know what, Francie? Try to hop out and hop back in and see if that that fixes. Okay. Okay. She jumped. Fantastic! I can hear you now. There we go. So first of all, let's start here. Uh, when it comes to anything legally, okay, you need a civil liberties attorney because each lawyer is very very specific. For example, there's divorce attorneys, there's car accident attorneys. There's criminal attorneys. And so civil liberties attorneys, because remember, civil liberties basically are our human rights. Okay. And they're very keen into it. When I actually saw this coming last January, I actually reached out to many civil liberties attorneys and actually found obviously the best in Wisconsin because I wanted to stay ahead of the game. Okay. Start there. Now, draw because here's what happens to this. Any job can fire you for any reason. They actually can, they can fire you if you don't fall through with a mandated thing. Now, it doesn't mean, once again, it doesn't mean that they're going to win because here's what happens. If they don't have any legal grounds to fire you besides not taking the vaccine, that's why you see a lot of these nurses like they got fired on Texas. But you know what they don't tell you about is that they're winning in court and the hospital is going to have to pay them and do other things. So number one is this, get the attorney, okay? 
Yes, it sucks to pay an attorney. Yes, they're expensive. But in the long run, actually, everybody benefits because they have to have really real grounds right to fire you. And it can't be because you take actually a medical procedure. Okay. Um, and I've just, I've seen so much success with having good attorneys. Um, and whatever state you're in, no joke, you have to have somebody in your state that's licensed your state because unless you're in Wisconsin, the one I have, uh, the ones we use won't help you. You've got to be in actually a licensed state. Okay. Second of all, have an osteoporosis. Now, remember this. No osteoporosis is the same. And what I mean by that is this, is get specific things tested. All right. Uh, number one, if you look at what actually causes osteoporosis, like I said, you actually started with, you know, a protein pump inhibitor. Therefore, you're reducing your calcium absorption. That was not good. Okay. Now, there's certain hormones that you can get tested to make sure that you're absorbing your calcium to get into your bone. So, of, and you probably have heard these levels, get your PTH, you can write that down, your parathyroid hormone measured, get your vitamin D levels measured, and get your estrogens measured, because those are things that mobilize your calcium and actually help them get absorbed into the bone. Now, right now, I would want to make sure that you're getting calcium into your bone, so you got to make sure that you get enough vitamin K2. Now, once again, obviously, organ meats and, and fermented vegetables are your best forms of vitamin K2, but you can also get a vitamin D, vitamin K supplement once you get your levels measured because you want to have your vitamin D levels at least up to 60 to 70 for you to actually get some calcium back in there. But you got to remember, your estrogen levels are significant for also osteoporosis and even good bone density. But then also make sure you have your PTH measured because your parathyroid hormone your parathyroid is a little gland in the back of your thyroid that determines your calcium within your bloodstream that way. And you have to make sure that all those levels are normal so you can properly build and actually repair bone. So those are my answers for those two questions. Fair enough? Thank you very much. Yes, you're welcome. Francie, if you can mute your mic, that'd be great. And now one of the guys, you are up. Please unmute your mic and ask your question. Hello, can you hear me? I can. Okay, I have a couple questions here. Um, both of my parents tested um, positive for COVID, if you want to call it that, COVID. Uh, I would think- With I PCR think it was, testing? Uh, through the hospital, they went to the hospital and it was yeah. done in the emergency room, so yeah. Yeah, PCR. PCR mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, here's, here's my question. This was back uh, August 8th, my dad was in the hospital, they treated him with remdesivir. And let yep. me tell you, the side effects of remdesivir afterwards were awful. Yep. Uh, my dad begged to die for days after that stuff. But anyway, yep. here's the thing. So every time, like today, we, every, he's had multiple doctor's appointments since then. And everywhere we go, they still consider him COVID positive. How, I mean, how long are you COVID positive for the rest of your life once you're COVID positive? I, I mean, that's my first question. And I keep asking the doctors and no one can give me a straight up answer. So, you know, they're getting all this money for a COVID positive patient, no matter where he goes. Right. I mean, that's kind of a, that's kind of a little bit of malpractice that way. Once you're, it, it's like any virus, you're going to cycle through a virus within a couple of weeks that way. So saying he's always COVID positive, they're using that as a good diagnosis because they get paid a lot more because always COVID positive. Now, what they could be saying is, have they tested him? Um, have they done a PCR test on him every time he's been in there? They refuse to do it because they said he's already COVID positive. Right. So they're just 
think about how bad that is. That is so unethical because if they keep them as a, a COVID diagnosis, everything they do with them and report to the CDC is going to look like it's COVID related. So if he dies of a, of a, of a toe infection, they're going to call, call it COVID. But top of it, remember reimbursement guys, remember anytime government gets involved in everything, reimbursement is higher with a COVID diagnosis. That's it's, it's so, it's such a scam. It's really saddening that way. So once again, you're, you're dealing with a very unethical doctor that's going to keep a COVID diagnosis on there. On top of it, once you have them test his antibodies, because then even if he's COVID positive, that means he's also by their definition, COVID immune too. And this wasn't just the same doctor. You have to realize I've had him back yeah. to the to different emergency rooms three times and to uh, his pulmonologist and all of them say the same thing. So all of them are yeah. through one, uh, one organization or one hospital that's controlling a lot of areas. Exactly. So I, you it's know, no different. Go ahead. That's, that's, that's when people come to me and say, uh, I went to a different pediatrician. They said we should vaccinate our kids. And I went to another pediatrician. You're going to the same thinking. So, so going to a different hospital isn't going to make that big a difference that way. It's just that what I would do is, for example, is actually uh, demand another COVID test that way. Demand one. You can, you can get it or actually run it yourself. Well, go, I was through CV, go through CVS. Uh, I was wondering how you go about when a doctor won't give you the okay to get an antigen test. Where can you go to have yourself or your loved ones tested for the antigens for COVID? You mean the antibodies? Yes, the antibodies. You can go anywhere from CVS to, to you can literally go into a lab. You don't need a doctor. Um, now, remember, uh, imagine this, though. Do you know why most people don't do that? Because it might not be covered under insurance. So you'd have to actually pay for it out of pocket. Which I have offered to do, but you mm -hmm. can't do it without an order, right? You have to have a doctor's order to get a lab no, you don't. done. No, you don't. No, that's a big mistake. You can get any lab done if you're willing to pay cash. If you need a doctor's signature to bill insurance, do you understand labs are businesses? Labs will do any lab you want as long as you pay cash for it. Well, I guess I'm going there tomorrow. Thank you so much, sir. And th sure. thank you for answering my questions and thank you so much for everything that you do. Thank you. Appreciate you listening tonight. Do we have any other questions? Anybody? Lady Panama, I'm going to unmute your mic. Go ahead, unmute your mic, Lady Panama. Ask your question. Yes. Hi, good uh, good evening. Uh, thanks for being on this um, um, show. I learned a whole lot more. Thank you. In regards to the vaccination, my first mm -hmm. question, which is something that came across today. My younger brother is in the army and they now um asking for it to be mandated and he's overseas. I don't know, but would you know how um he could go about that? Because um he, he does not want to take it. So here's a very bad answer because I've I've actually legitimately got that question so much that I called mm -hmm. our attorneys and said, listen, so here's how everything really is bad for the average citizen and they know they got them in a bad position all of our military people will be discharged if they don't do it now mm -hmm. if they turn around then and sue the government 
they will eventually win. The mm-hmm. sad part is this, they would basically have to step out of the military, a job, a federal job, anything where they're trying to say it's mandated. Mm-hmm. And that's how they win with people in a negative way. They put them in positions to make a decision against something that they don't want to do and threaten their livelihood. So I know it sounds bad. All these military people, I don't know if you know this, there's a ton of military people that are dropping out because of it. Right. And the only way they're going to allow them to stay is actually get the shot or or actually quit. And don't go wrong. There's going to be massive lawsuits that happen. And I know it's sad, but what's going to happen is you're going to have to tell them, say, listen, you can fight like crazy. And mm-hmm. the only way you win is win in court. But the sad part is this. During that time, they can kick you out unjustly. See, that's mm-hmm. the sad part. That's so rough. They can make everybody's life's hell to the point that they give in even for a medical procedure. Think about how disgusting that is. As, a, right. as just a, they're, 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 they're in there serving the military and they're saying, we're going to kick you out because you won't do this. It's like the nurses. You're our heroes, but now you're the zeros if you don't get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And it's a bad, it's a, I wish I had better answer for you, but the legal system doesn't work overnight. And that's where all these military people are dropping out and they're going to sue because they're going to lose their livelihood. They're going to lose their ability to serve. Now, they're wrong. Six months from now, a year from now, we'll probably be excited. The bad mm-hmm. part is he's going to have to step away for even that to happen. Otherwise, he will have no choice. It's sad. It's really sad. Very very he um contacted me through a different app called signal yeah i was very upset because when first they had them in um saudi arabia since what happened in afghanistan they moved them to jordan now that they got to jordan now they're talking about this vaccine mandate which they was not talking about at all yep it's sad it's and the biden administration is going to push it and um he will have to leave his livelihood if he doesn't get it and mm-hmm. it doesn't mean he can't win in the end, but think mm-hmm. about the crap he'd have to go through that way. And that's why they do it. And, and that's where a person has to make a choice and they're put, you know, and everybody should be disgusted with that. Everybody mm-hmm. should be disgusted that a person has to change the direction of life for a medical procedure exactly. for something that could cause damage that should make people so upset that, yeah, I mean, I, uh, it, it just disgusts me. It literally disgusts me. And well, no doc, he, he can't leave the military. He, that's the only job he's had. I get it. I do. And that's how mm-hmm. that's they, they know they got these people in that position. That's why you're going to see the majority of them give in. And even if they're damaged from it that way, even being leveraged and coerced, they still can't sue. And if, if your brother is damaged for the rest of his life, he gets mm-hmm. nothing besides physical damage the rest of his life. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's crazy, isn't it? I know. I wish I had a better answer. Okay. Now, thanks for that response. Now, I have another um question. Yep. Um, there is this company called um Orgogenics, which they are um they do research uh for autoimmune uh, disease. Okay. And um, well, well, I have stocks in the company which I have it like for since uh, 2019, 2018, something like that. Now for shareholders, they sent a um, letter saying that they are working 
which is almost finalized, a Terra, uh, T-E-R-R-A, COVID-2 vaccine. So that will be coming out next. Okay. So um, do you know anything about that second or third or whatever they want to classify it as a, a vaccine? Have you heard about that one? I have not. I heard a Norvax one and researched that, but I have not heard of a Terra vaccine, T-E-R-R-A. I have not heard of that yet. Yeah, so that's supposed to be coming out next according to the uh, company. That's the information that they uh, gave the shareholders. Got her. It's, yeah. uh, and it's another COVID vaccine? Yes. And I, I suspect most of your your COVID vaccine are using some mRNA technology on there. But um, yeah, I'll look it up and, and see what they're talking about that way. But yeah. um, but, he, but here's about, that. Here's, I'm about to send those toxins. <laughs> got it. Well, and if you think of it this way, what's the purpose of any vaccine? It's trying to manipulate an immune response. Exactly. Anytime that you anytime that you manipulate the body, here's what happens. They actually can try to manipulate one system, but when they do that, they cause destruction to other systems. That's why if you look at autoimmune diseases, you may give a shot that actually can bring down, you know, chickenpox or inflammation or some of that, but it causes mm-hmm. damage to the organ because the carpenter viewpoint says, listen, you can't affect one organ without the other. But then the other people say, well, we're going to give this shot and we and, and if it affects another organ, we're going to call that a side effect. It's not a side effect. It's a direct effect of you actually affecting one system of the body. And so so that's why I know it sounds funny. I don't care what vaccine they come out with. There's so many in the pipeline. It's still a manipulation of an immune response, which scares the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. You see, um, we're more we're more into injecting chemicals in the body, trying to change things than letting the body be healthy and adapt to it is and actually have a response that can last a significant amount of time. Mm-hmm. So, yep. So, I mean, uh, here, put it this way. Watch this. Somebody show me any safety study on a vaccine. They can't. You know why? Because their safety studies are not even held by standards they use for drugs. There's no long placebo-based studies when it comes to the vaccine. They use other vaccines as they as their placebo, which shows just as much damage as the vaccine itself. So mm-hmm. that's what I tell people. I'll take a safe vaccine. They just don't have one yet. Not all vaccines. That's why none of my children have ever gotten one of them. That is true. And mm-hmm. third and last, um, when they had, uh, well, they do still have the flu vaccine years yep. ago. I had taken the flu vaccine for the first time ever. And yep. that was the last time. As soon as I got the vaccine, I got sick. Sure. So could that be used as a side effect not to take the COVID if in case a mandate comes out? In um, so here's what happens is, did your doctor document it? Well, not the doctor that I had before, but my new doctor advised them that I have an allergy to the flu vaccine, so I don't take it. So well, she then, has been hearing this like for five years now. Then you have a little bit of more medical exemption that way, so you might be able to use that. Do you okay. That's actually pretty good that they've said that because they, having that documented their notes, do me a favor, get a copy mm-hmm. of their notes before that disappears. Okay. Do you follow me? And okay. then what happens is you have evidence that you actually have a medical exemption because mm-hmm. once you react, now you actually have more of a medical stance to stand that would be, I'd get your notes. I would get your 
true documented notes of them having that as allergic reaction, and then you'll have more of a medical exemption. So that's to your advantage. Okay. So just one more thing. Um, I had had a surgery which had made me immunocompromised. Mm-hmm. And when I did the surgery, the doctors tell me, oh, you need to wear a mask. There was nothing with COVID, right? COVID did not exist. Well, right. we didn't know about COVID before. So they say you have to wear a mask when you go uh, uh, in public. You have to wear a mask. So I never wear the mask because I said to myself, the body needs germs. Yep. So if I, my body does not get the germs that it needs, I'm really going to get sick after the surgery. So I never wore a mask. And I never got sick after my surgery. Now, I'm still immunocompromised. April last year, um, I lost my sense of, I was not sick. I did not get a cold, not anything. You lost your sense I, of smell and taste. I lost my sense of smell and I lost my sense of taste for two days. And mm-hmm. the third day, when I was still like that, I had woken up and I had like across my back, like some um, a pain. I don't mm-hmm. know where the pain came from. So what I did... I start jumping rope because I'm, you know, I'm an active person before yep. the COVID happened. So I start jumping rope in my living room and I took my home remedy things concussion. And on the fourth day I woke up and there was like nothing had happened to me those three uh three days prior to that. So that That's was just a, a, yeah, that was just a comment on that because even if you are immunocompromised and you take care of yourself, if you feel anything, yep. even a sniffle. Now, I'm going to, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you a question. I'm hoping every listener listens to this and takes this seriously. Okay. Mm-hmm. Quick question. Besides mm-hmm. having a diagnosis, mm-hmm. how do you know that you're immunocompromised? Because I had a, um, a, a transplant. So I am immunocompromised. Now, because you're on a medication? Yeah. Okay. Now here's what happens, but let's go a step further. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you had your CD4, CD8? Have you had actually your, your B cells, now everything measured? And I already know your answer. Well, actually, that's what they tell me that I'm immunocompromised, but I've never seen like any. And the reason, the reason why I asked that, Durham, taking that, taking the immunosuppressant drug, I have no mm-hmm. doubt that you are. But here's mm-hmm. my stance on it. My stance is this. I want to have people tested because remember, I think like a carpenter doctor, I want to mm-hmm. build the body and keep it good. You can test to see if you're immunocompromised. You can see where your B and T and your natural killer cells and all those things that protect your body from every virus and bacteria, you can actually get that measured. See, instead of running PCR tests, people mm-hmm. should be running tests to see if they're immunocompromised because then if they're immunocompromised, you know that you have to do a little bit more things to make sure mm-hmm. you can survive all bacteria and viruses that way. So there's mm-hmm. no doubt taking the drug, it's going to make you a little bit immunocompromised, but there's right. still a bunch of cells that you need to know that way. So I want everybody listening to know that that should be a regular test done on a person yearly, regardless if there's COVID or not, because you know, remember you can, you can die from a flu. You can die yes. from COVID. You just mm-hmm. actually, it, you really have to just be monitoring your immune system and know how to take care of it. And vaccines do not take care of your immune system. Could you repeat those tests again? Let me just jot it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, here's what happens. There is CD4, mm-hmm. CD8. Mm-hmm. So if you get if you get what's called the CD4, CD8 ratio, and then mm-hmm. your natural killer cells, mm-hmm. 
that will actually do a wonderful job of actually showing you your immune panel that you can do. And what I can do is I can post a link to just mm -hmm. the overall screenshot on the telegram here to, uh, I will actually post a picture that mm -hmm. you can take this to any lab. And so guys, you do not need a wellness way. You don't need a doctor to do this. What happens That's is this. You pay out of pocket. Yep. If you just pay out of okay. pocket, you know what I'm saying? And remember, you pay the lab. The cost is about mm -hmm. a couple hundred bucks. And mm -hmm. then you can actually have it done. I'll take a snapshot of it that way and, mm -hmm. and send it to you and, and post it on Telegram here. So you can know, just go get that test done. And then what it does, it allows you to see where your immune system is at. That's it. That's all That's all it's doing. And then you can you can know what to do. So that's why when people say, oh, doc, where's my, you know, I'm immunocompromised or I'm this, this, I'm scared of COVID. I'm like, mm -hmm. you're scared because you don't know where you're at. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's like this. If, um, you know, if you have a test done for your heart, you know, the heart's fine. You're not scared of a heart. You say, mm -hmm. but most people are walking around based on worrying about a virus instead of checking the host. Okay. Right. Right. But I'm not Thank scared you for about COVID, but thanks for all the uh, responses. I you appreciate bet. it. Mm -hmm. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you, Lady Panama. Um, Lady Panama, if you want to hang a little bit afterwards, I want to talk to you. We might be able to give you some information on uh, something that might help your brother. With, oh, um, yeah, we'll appreciate that. Thanks. I'm right here. Sure. And um, Dr. Flynn, you're more than welcome to hang too. Yep. <laughs> if you, if we might be able to give you some information that'll, um, that if you want to pass along to your patients or maybe um, your other offices that might help against this. Um, great. But anybody else have any questions for Dr. Flynn? I it's actually fancy. I May I ask a question? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so like immunocompromised, I was told that uh, because I have no spleen, uh, I had ITP, my platelets yep. were being destroyed. Uh, my platelet count was um, about... 20,000 when yep. the normal low is 150,000. Yep. And once my spleen was removed, it brought it right back up. So I'm going to endocrinology on Friday because of my thyroid and the osteoporosis and so forth. Yep. So I should ask her to do the CD4, CD8 and ratio and, and yes. so forth. And okay. Because a lot, of, a lot of people don't realize this. Remember, the organs of the immune system, once again, the spleen and other organs, especially the thymus gland, remember, they're matured there. But the majority of our immune system is actually produced in the stem cells in the bone marrow. Okay. okay. And you got to remember, and so therefore, even not having a spleen, you have the ability to still convert them in other organs. So that's why you need to know, for example, which ones are, are low and how to support that. And then you can get those, those cells produced in your bone marrow, which now go to your organs to do it that way. But remember, it's more of a bone marrow issue. Now, the spleen helps them convert and mature, but there's other organs that do that. So get an immune panel done. Really um, and what I wanted to ask you when I meant um, what supplements and stuff I am, what I wanted to ask you was which ones you recommend as far as a brand maybe. I am taking calcium. I am taking the vitamin D. I am taking uh, another thing that I wanted yeah. to mention that brings my immune system up is called wellness formula. And that is what I take, um, you know, like to keep my, whenever I have like an itchy throat or anything coming mm -hmm. on, I take the wellness formula and it, the next day I take three of them every three hours for 24 hours. And the next day it's like nothing happened. Yeah. Um, great. But, um, 
so I was just wondering, which is there a particular brand or anything a specific a specific vitamins that you recommend? Um, I always tell people this. I'm very simple when it comes to brands. I'm more into whole food organic medicinal herbs if we're going to use that, and I'm more into whole food supplementation that way. I don't like synthetic vitamins. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of good whole food companies out there. Um, I, I'm, I can tell people, like I said, if you look for a good source that way, it's not hard to find. Um, now I'm a little bit more on medicinal herbs. For example, if you take a look at, um, some of the major effects of astragalus when it comes to your bone marrow and your immune system that way, I'm a huge fan of that. That's probably my favorite herb on the planet. I've probably taken that longer. I've taken everything else in my life. Um, second of all, I'm a, but it was again. But here's, here's where I caution talking about specific things to take with the exception of like calcium. Now, make sure you're not taking a calcium carbonate. That's like rock. You want to take a calcium lactate. Okay. okay. Um, the, re the reason why I'm, I'm not big at telling people what to take is because I'm such a big person that wants to run a lab first. Like, for example, people say, Doc, how much vitamin D should I take? And I'll say, well, what's your lab at? Well, I don't know. Then I can't really tell you because you say, well, Doc, but I'm, Five foot two, 120 pounds. Yeah, but guess what? A five foot two, 120 pound person doesn't all need the same amount. I need to know what your lab values are at. So that's why I've been looking at like, you know, what to take for the immune system. If certain cells are fine in your body, giving you elderberry isn't going to make a difference. Giving you echinacea can make a difference. You need to know what levels off before I can recommend something, evil, even on the natural realm, because there's certain natural things that affect different parts of the body. For example, you know, if you take bladderwrack, bladderwrack is going to be wonderful for supplying iodine for your thyroid and your breast tissue, but it's going to do nothing for your gallbladder. Do you understand? So mm -hmm. it, 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 and that's where it's like, but bladderwrack is a good herb and it has a bunch of nutrients in, but unless I have a good lab to tell me what your body needs, it's very hard for me to give advice on people what to take, even the natural things, because here's what happens. I ask every person this. I, I, I say, who here takes supplementation? And everybody raises their hand so, so ecstatically excited until I ask them the next question. How do you know you need it? And they go, oh, well, I heard this is good for me. Well, do me a favor. Look at the person next to you. Do you think it's good for them? Well, yeah, really? You're all the same? See, medicine in a mechanistic viewpoint compared to a vitalistic more holistic viewpoint recognizes that everybody's different. And I'm just the person that came along in the natural world said, we need to test people. We need to test people to see what the body needs is and then retest them to see that we're rebuilding the process that way. Because if you're not rebuilding the process, you're just trying to validate their symptoms with a natural thing. And that's more of a medical approach. So that's why it's hard for me sometimes to answer questions about what to take. Do you follow me? Okay. Yes, yes, sir. Well, what I could say is I did um, see, I don't know if you're familiar with a lady by the name of Vivian Rice. She's a holistic uh, lady out of Colorado. And, okay, I have been taking um, horsetail. I've been taking, okay. um, I've also been taking the uh, dandelion. Um, and I've been researching a lot of herbs. What's mm -hmm. helping me with my acid reflux now is the slippery elm. And um, what's the herbs that you said that you t you were talking about with what the with the bone? Um, well, not really the bone. Like I said, I'm just more of a when it comes to calcium. I will actually calcium. 
be more avoid with the calcium lactate, which is the most bioavailable calcium that way. Most people, okay. because of synthetics, will take a calcium carbonate, which is really like limestone, which is not good for you and stuff. So make sure your calcium form is actually more of a calcium lactate, which is actually very the best form to take. And here, let me let me get into your mind a little bit this way. If you look at your acid reflux, there's an inflammatory process with that whole acid reflux process. It might be an infection. It might be a food allergy. Slippery Elm does a wonderful job of soothing the stomach. But guess what happens when you don't take Slippery Elm anymore? It starts back up again. So you're really treating an herb like a drug and you'll never get results. And then what's going to happen is your stomach's going to get worse. So if you don't test your food allergies or test to do a stool test to see if you have an overgrowth of bacteria or have an infection in there, taking an herb doesn't make a difference. And that's why natural medicine always fails most people because a holistic doctor says, well, you got this condition, take this herb. That's medicine. You got this drug, take this, you got this um, condition, take this drug. That's why natural medicine has failed so many people. Because they've never addressed your issue of why you have acid reflux in the first place. Let me say a dumb question. Do you have acid reflux because you lack slippery elm in your tummy? Like, well, doc, that makes no sense. But then just taking slippery elm does not resolve your condition. It does soothe it for a little bit. And I'd rather have you do that with a PPI because, you know what, I'd rather have you do slippery elm than a protein pump inhibitor because at Mm -hmm. least there's not going to be the side effects. But all that herb does right now because you haven't found any causal factor is by you a little bit of time. But over time, that, that slippery elm won't work anymore. And they'll be like, oh, natural thing didn't work. No, the thinking led you to use the herb instead of actually digging deep. That's why it's hard for me to tell people, well, doc, slippery elm. No, you don't have, peep, you don't have uh, acid reflux because you lack slippery elm. Okay? Right. So you need, you need to go a little bit deeper on your testing for your inflammatory markers causing your stomach to be damaged in the first place. Well, you just gave me a great answer because actually um, we, I had addressed all those. I had uh, H. pyloric. I had a, an ulcer. Mm-hmm. I had all kinds of stuff, but that's been resolved. And then they told me I had to take the Prilosec for the rest of my life. That's why yeah. I got off of it and got on Slippery Elm. But it's working. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, Francie. All right, Lady Panama, looks like she's got another co- uh, question. Uh, do you have time for this, Dr. Flynn? I do. All righty, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, one more. Uh, yeah. Since you're going to send the information in regards to the uh, blood work that we yeah. um, are able to get, do you have, like, once we get these results, do you have, like, a contact information? I don't know if you do consultations by phone or what the case well, may be. What a person could do is this. First of all, here's what I encourage. Number one, um, start researching yourself. Number mm-hmm. two is, yes, you can go on our website, thewellnessway.com, thewellnessway.com. And I have offices all over the world. And you could actually have any doc um, go over and do a consult with you. Okay. So it's thewellnessway.com. Yep. Yep. It's our okay. website. You'll see where our, all our offices are across. If you see Find a Clinic, there's offices okay. all over the United States. Okay. Do you have actually, in New York itself? Actually, you're going to find this funny. I will never be able to legally have an office in New York. New York. Right. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's really interesting. New York is an interesting state with their laws. It really is. So 
yeah, so we're basically kept out of New York. But remember, you don't if as long as you have a phone, guess mm-hmm. what happens? You can call it. You could call any office and, and get a consult. Okay, yep. I appreciate yep. it. That's it. <laughs> Thanks. Or uh, Tina, go ahead. Hi, thanks again for coming tonight. I, when You're I was welcome. typing up your information, I was hoping to hear um, more information on the way that you've trained other doctors and stuff. I found yeah. that fascinating. So, if you could elaborate a little more on that. Um, <laughs> uh, two ways. Uh, it's going to sound funny. Um, there's a couple of things that I've done. Uh, when I started my practice, obviously I caught the attention of nurses, nurse practitioners, chiropractors, every modality of healing there is from all medical and natural. So what I did is I said, okay, listen, I started my own university that that's for doctors. And then what I did, no joke, I started my own academy for, to train people that are not in the medical field that want to, you know, be more of a holistic practitioner that way. It's called the Wellsway Academy. And then what I started to do is I started to say, listen, I started to open up offices all over and started to put these uh, docs of all forms and even nurses of all forms in clinics so they could now practice what we've done. And so it's just just started from a simple aspect of going everything that I've learned. It was easy for me to actually create a university and teach it. And no joke. And it's been uh, (laughs) pretty amazing how it's grown the way it has. And. And then we've been able to, once again, with the exception of New York, be able to open clinics in a bunch of states across the United States. And it was just became a teaching program for doctors, nurses, chiropractors, all practitioners. And then we have we have a non um, non medical teaching group that's called our Wellsway Academy. Did I answer your question? Uh, sort of. So do you have anywhere in, I I mean, I live in Texas, but I have a sister in Kansas. Do you have anywhere in Kansas that any of your things in Kansas? I do not have an office in, in, uh, in in Kansas yet. (laughs) So yeah, I, yeah, I don't, nope. I don't have any office in Kansas. Okay. So, um, so basically in, I, I mean, I guess I'm more interested in the holistic. Um, I'm, I have a big, the, my side of what you do. I don't take medication. Mm-hmm. I don't very, very seldom ever go to a doctor. Yeah. And I was just wondering, like, what you teach about, you know, herbs and stuff like that a little oh, bit. Oh, no, no. I, I might got your question wrong. Are you looking for like a practitioner side? Or are you looking for just a patient side more to be educated about that? A patient to be educated. Oh, then I gave you the wrong answer. I apologize. As an educated person, because people ask me about my teaching program, they're usually asking as a practitioner. Well, no, no I actually, was interested in that as well. Okay, so that's that. But you got to remember, I put out a ton of free information. Facebook, YouTube, all the, all the channels that way. I do a show every Saturday that, no joke, that we get... Um, uh, a ton of views every single uh, Saturday across the world. Um, so I put a ton of I put a ton of free information out there. If you go on the Wellsway website alone, um, I have actually no joke. I have two investigative journalists that work for me, and we put out a ton of information that way. I just and remember and the nice thing about my stuff, and I talked about this politically. Everything that I put out there is free when it comes to information because I've 
made all my money being just a wonderful doc and having great clinics doing great stuff. So I try to put out everything I can possibly free to the public. Um, so I said, so there's no charge to go watch a YouTube or do these things. I don't have like a separate private members only channel that you get more. Now, if I put everything I can up there, I do get censored a bunch. They take a bunch of videos down that way, but I really have a lot of stuff on my Facebook and YouTube channels that um, I have hundreds of videos covering everything from hormones to thyroid to everything that way. So, um, yeah, so if a, a person is looking like how to learn about stuff, just as far as sort of their own health stuff, that's my just my media channels. If a person's a practitioner, then you go to like the Wellsway and, and look at the student and uh, programs or the academy that way. So, yep, both venues. So just to clarify to everybody, you are saying wellness way. Yep. Yep, the okay. wellness way. You said it really quick. So the yep. wellness way. Okay, yep. thank you. Dot com. You betcha. I um I have a question, Dr. Flynn. Yep. <clears throat> now yep. um we know that the um America's frontline doctors are out there and they're doing like telemed visits and they're yep. prescribing HCQ and ivermectin. Is that something yep. that um your practice would do? No. Now, Durham, they can, but it's going to sound funny. I don't let them. Now, let me explain. Okay. I, there's wonderful doctors. I know the frontline doctors. They're amazing. I have connection with them. Um, I talk to one of their frontline doctors all the time. They're so good at that. And they, they've created their organization. And, and here's what's kind of funny. They've actually mastered that whole program on what to do with it that way. My practitioners are will stay in the realm of being carpenter doctors because ivermectin, antibody therapy, all that stuff is made to when you have COVID or dealing with it or need to do something. So they're still living within that fire department world. They're just using other COVID strategies. They, they've expertise that, okay? My, even let's say the one here in Green Bay that she just left a little bit ago, my nurse practitioner could prescribe that in a second. Guess how much experience she has with it? Don't know. None. <laughs> None. None. So when you can actually get a great consult with an expert in those kind of therapies, don't just ask. The, that's why a lot of the, you go to your doctor and you say, you go to your general practitioner that is all thinking vaccine only, and you go say, hey, I want some I- ivermectin. He's, you're, you're asking, you're, you're speaking French to a English guy. Do you say him? Well, no, 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 right. no, not, not proven, not proven, not this. Well, it's because you made him uncomfortable. You say him, the frontline doctors right. have done such a great job. Stick with them. My medical people, guess what? They live in the carpenter world. Do you follow me in that? Our yes. job is to be the carpenter doctor. So, and see, see the way we practice healthcare, I don't care what you use to stay alive. I don't care if you use a ventilator. I don't care if you use ivermectin. I don't care if you use anti infusions. I don't care. I don't care if you go in the corner and do a headstand, drink a glass of water if it saved your life. But that's not getting people healthy. That's not really the That's not setting them up to win long term. Because here's what happens. Let's say you get through COVID symptoms with ivermectin and you're still immunocompromised. You're going to go back when you come in contact with again and get another round of drugs? Ivermectin is a safer drug, but it's still a what? It's still a drug. So use whatever you need to get through the fire, but you can't live there. My doctors and practitioners live in the carpenter world. Does that make sense? 
Absolutely. I, yep. I kind of only ask because um, I've heard a couple of people have a long wait time for the frontline doctors. So I'm, I just figured, you know, I wanted to ask for anybody else that would be interested. It is. I, I appreciate that. Excellent. Um, any questions? Uh, I think we're pushing that two hour mark. Um, I have, I have one question. person with their hand up if you want to sure. do that. I will do I will take oh. the question. Oh, um, I heard somebody in the background. Yeah, Jolene has her hand up. I heard Patrice. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Yeah. Oh. Well, Hi, Jolene, you're. Flynn. Hold on a second, Patrice. Jolene, you're on deck, and Patrice, go ahead. Hi there, Dr. Flynn. Um, Patrice from the UK. Um, it's about two o'clock in the morning here, and I've sat up because uh, I was uh, eagerly listening to uh, everything that you've been saying. Um, here in the UK, I mean, there, there's uh, naturopathy, there's also functional medicine, and, and it's slowly growing. Yep. Um, uh, what excites me and what you've said about the carpentry bit, uh, on a personal level, this, this is... Um, I had my gallbladder removed um, eight years ago, and as a consequence to that, um, I now have bile malabsorption. Mm -hmm. Yep. And of course, you know, the, the way to treat that in the conventional way is just to, to give me sequestrants. Yep. Um, obviously, I've not taken them because Good. I know how damaging they are. So obviously, I just put up with the bile malabsorption, which. Uh, is quite in itself quite destructive. So I didn't know whether there's uh, any other course of action I could take. Um, actually, it's going to sound simple. Um, so here's what happens. You still have bile. Okay, remember that. When you have your gallbladder removed, the, I, I, I still get frustrated when they remove the gallbladders on people because what they don't realize is the fact that the gallbladder is a sensory organ. It's not a storage unit. Okay, people say, yeah, doc, it stores bile. No, what it does, it holds bile, and it's actually the sensory organ to release bile. Okay, so your, your liver still produces the bile, and it's released at untimely times, and that's why there's problems that come out. Okay, now, a good way to start, to change all this, to get your fat absorption start going that way, is actually, I know it's going to sound quite interesting, you can actually take ox bile, ox bile itself. It actually comes in pill form. It's actually very common. I know you have it over in the UK and you can actually take a form of bile that will not only help your liver distribute it better, but you're going to get some emulsification of your fats just by taking the ox bile itself. Really simple. Here's the only bad part. Here's the only bad part. You basically have to take it before you eat every time. That's the, that's the bad part. I wish they tell everybody when they take out their gallbladder is they're going to have to take a form of bile that your body can actually help with that digestive process that way for the rest of your life. When anytime you eat any fat, anytime you eat anything healthy, you're going to get some decent form of fat. So every one of our patients that have had their gallbladder removed to actually not have that happen, have to take some form of ox bile. It's very available everywhere across the world. It's not hard to find. Um, and that you can, you can get it from a functional medicine practitioner. You can get it from a naturopath. You can get it from anywhere. And it's very safe and effective and very simple to take too. It's just the sad part is anytime you eat, yeah, I got to have something to take that way. Sure. Okay. Oh, that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yep. You're welcome. Just a very quick question. Is this being taped? Will, is it available after this call ends? 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. That's wonderful. Follow you to to hear it. Is that what I need to do? I have no idea how I got this call and I'm thinking of all these people that would benefit from it. Well, as long as you're a member on this group, um, after we're done with this uh, special guest speaking, we will share this recording on the wall and then it will be uploaded to our podcast site. So don't okay. worry about it. We'll personally send it to you. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was a wonderful, lots of good information. Thank you. You're welcome. Does anybody else have a question? If not, does any admin have a question? Well, if no admin has a question, I have a question. <clears throat> My that? daughter, she goes to Carroll, Carroll University here in Waukesha. Mm-hmm. And she's going to nursing and her clinicals are coming up and they're trying to mandate the vaccine. And I told her no. <laughs> um, and um, we're spending a lot of money for that, that schooling. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any way I can do anything? I mean, I know she has Crohn's and she definitely shouldn't be taking this vaccine whatsoever with Crohn's. Um, is there any exemption she can get from that or? Yes. In Wisconsin, now I can speak about this, obviously, because I'm very versed in Wisconsin uh, aspect that way. Um, as you know, as, um, uh, SHH, which is a huge medical organization that's in the Midwest, and they uh, um, we've gotten so many people and we're dealing with Aurora this weekend. We have a nursing conference up in our office here and, and this Saturday. And here's what happens this in Wisconsin. As long as you have a lawyer write it up that way, you can you can easily get away with that with your religious exemption. Nice. And you said S H H H. They're a big. They're a big medical organization that uh, they're down in Madison mainly, big hospital organization. So all she needs to do is I actually, if you, I will send you the message. I will send you the the lawyer that can write it up, and they're even doing it for all the major hospitals here in Wisconsin. Um, because one thing is this, people don't realize there is there is still exemptions that exist here in the U.S. that they cannot take away from you. It'll be a little battle. Now, Wisconsin is a little different because we do have a, a massive majority of representatives that are Republican, which makes it nice, uh, even though we have Evers as governor. But the idea is this, you can actually the, you can actually file a religious exemption. I actually, no joke, I actually just had my religious exemption and my medical exemption. I wrote up the medical exemption. My, um, my uh, lawyer wrote up the risk exemption for all the schools here, including the school system and said the masks are mandated that way and we won't listen to them whatsoever. And then if they give us a little trouble, we'll actually file suit against them. So, yep. Awesome. And you know, yep. my daughter, she's very <clears throat> inclined with holistic and um, yep. I've educated her on the matrix of the medical system with the FDA and the Rockefellers yep. and Yep. All that other good stuff. And uh, she actually wants to get into being a holistic nurse. And mm-hmm. it, it's funny, you know, that it's not funny because God does things in mysterious ways. Um, I did see you early on when COVID first hit. I was watching the news and I'm surprised that our local news even had you on there. Yep. And it, it's funny a year later that I'll be having you on on our show. And uh Hopefully we can connect and my daughter can work for your wonderful company because she does want to go the holistic route. Well, the nice thing is 
you know, I have an office right in Waukesha, a wonderful office. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah, nice. One of my, my 13 years I've had an office down there. So it's kind of great. We're always looking for wonderful people to work. We actually, we're, we're so swamped. It's actually uh, the more professionals we have, the better. So, yep. Awesome. Appreciate it. Well, thank you. you for, thank you for having me on tonight. I really do appreciate it. Most definitely. And hopefully I can bring you on again when uh, your, your schedule isn't busy. And um, the more that members can get truth and honest uh, advice and, and, and words, um, that's what's going to get us by. And I appreciate yes, yes. you, Dr. Flynn. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate everybody listening. I think those were amazing questions. It was great hanging out with you guys. I appreciate the opportunity to share some ideas that I believe are impacting lives all over the world. So um, thank you for listening to this young up north, you know, kid that was told he couldn't do anything the rest of his life because he suffered from, you know, mental issues that now turned out to impact the people all over the world. So I appreciate your time. And awesome. And before you go, Flynn, can you let all the, the members know how to follow your podcast and where they can follow you at? Easiest, simple way is to go to the wellness way and sign up for our stuff. It's really, remember, there's no solicitation. I don't sell anything. It's just, you can go to the wellnessway.com. And then my live show every Saturday is probably the biggest thing that I do that gets, um, you know, not only the fact do I teach on there, I also interview, I just had Ron Paul on there. I also have, uh, you know, I just had Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on there. I've got some other big people that are actually fighting for things quite well, too. So it's been fantastic. But really just, and if you want to know, I have a huge seminar that I go speak all across the world. You can just go to drpatrickflynn.com and you can see where I'm at. It's pretty great. Thank you very much. Excellent. Well, you guys have a great night. You as Thanks, well. Flynn. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, that was awesome. Yeah, lots of great information there.